0: Are graveyards just apartments for the dead? What happens if you drink lava? All of these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal Life! Life! (laughs) Welcome everyone to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new tale, case, claim, beast, and come to a conclusion as to whether or not it is truly paranormal. My name is Rory Powers, and sitting across from me is my co-host, Kit Greer.
1: Howdy, howdy, howdy.
0: Now, I feel like even though it is an audio podcast, I do need to bring up the fact that you're in a cast. You have a broken wrist, is that right? That is right. You don't have to go into details of how it happened, but I just want... It's redacted. I just want the listeners to know that if, uh, you know, the quality isn't uh, here this week in terms of storytelling or comedy, my co-host is injured. So actually, back the f*** off, All right. Maybe that's why I'm not very funny or maybe I'm a little angry because I'm concerned for his well-being, Yeah, you know, and that shut up for a second. So maybe if you could go a little easier on me uh, this week, if things aren't, you know, maybe the story's a little shorter than usual, you know, maybe it's not as funny. Maybe the jokes aren't quite there.
1: Well, I was going to say, you shut the up
0: for one second. Maybe I'm so concerned about Kit and his well-being that I I, I can't even concentrate for one second because I'm just worried. I'm trying to tell everyone how worried I am about you and your well-being and, you won't even let me you get don't a word in.
1: my well-being whatsoever. You told me to shut the f*** up a couple of times. I think it's best if we just get you into You said you didn't have I enough best energy if we get to do a regular podcast. <laughs> I, I'm not bringing the
0: energy. I don't want you to sideline this investigation because, oh, boo-hoo, I hurt my- Oh, oh I hurt my wrist. You're, oh, I'm oh, baby. You said you're the, baby. the one who's worried about it. I don't give a shit. I really think you're milking it now. I think you've said I'll just quite enough. break your wrist.
1: <laughs> oh! oh, no. See how you like it. It sucks. I'm dying on the inside, but I was putting on a brave face. You want to know how I really feel? I'm the f***ing Joker now. Okay? Society failed me. I broke my wrist. Yes, there's some crazy stories uh, going around that I broke my wrist because I was playing in a children's playground and I refused to get off the swings and a pretty big dad came along and told me his uh, junior wanted to get on the swings and I refused to get off and I told junior to f off. The dad pushed me off the swings. He pushed me really, really hard. I flew about 12 feet, uh, landed on my wrist, broke it in half. But this is a story that is going around. It's not reality. Right. That's what we're trying trying to hear. Sorry, I got carried away and started referring to it in kind of correct past tense,
0: but it didn't actually happen. And then there are some rumors that are also spread that I was at the park uh, drinking at the time, seeing the confrontation, tried to run up and bottle the dad uh, behind his back and that he caught my reflection in a car window and um, grabbed me by the throat and pinned me down until I said I'm a little baby wow 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 and I pissed myself. And again these are all rumors, no truth to them. I don't know where they came from. There's a video circulating online, but I don't think we need to go into deep fakes on this podcast. People know it's a real problem. It's extremely easy to do. Even though in the video I said it's me, it's Rory. This isn't a deep fake. I need to assure you that they they did somehow in in real fake life. My voice. I
1: wouldn't be so stupid as to uh talk into my Apple Watch walkie-talkie and say, Rory, please bottle him. <laughs> Which he obviously heard because he was there. He was very close. You
0: almost said it to his face. Yeah. Um, and I was I was four beers deep at the time, so it wasn't as much as a lunge as I just you kind of... You hit me. I, <laughs> you bottled me. I broke you your wrist. You thought I was the... <laughs> in the video, I actually broke your wrist. It looked like, get off him, you <laughs> brute. You break it over my head. <laughs> Alright, that is going to be a record level of dilly-dallying at the start of a podcast, which we don't like to do. We like to get straight into the story. So, no more messing about, let's do this. Today, we're diving into the world of demonic spirits. Wow, that sounds terrifying. And where better to go than to the
1: world's largest cemetery? Okay, makes sense on paper, doesn't it? Uh, Where do spirits come from? The dead? Go to where all the dead people are. Exactly, exactly. It was
0: December 2016 in Najaf, Iraq. 26 year old Haider Al Atimi was hard at work in Wadi al Salam, the largest graveyard on earth. It's so big that it covers 13% of the entire city. Tens of millions of bodies have been put in the ground here over 1400 years. Now, Haider was a gravedigger at Wadi al Salam, which was no easy task. He had to dig trenches for fresh bodies under the boiling desert sun. At the height of the Gulf War, the trucks would bring up to 250 bodies to bury in a single day. Wow. I mean, you're not getting a lunch break, are you? Oh, uh, no way in hell. But the real danger that Haider faced wasn't heat stroke or dehydration, something much more dangerous was lurking in the graveyard. It was coming to the end of the day. The sun had dipped below the horizon and Hyder was standing in a freshly dug grave doing his final checks. When he thought he saw movement up at ground level, he stood on his tiptoes and craned his neck to try and get a look around, but he didn't see anything. Strange. It was about time to head home anyway, so we started to climb out of the pit. But as he was scaling one of the walls, he saw a shadow begin to loom Something was creeping up behind him. Something big. Hyder tried to scramble out of the grave, but before he could get anywhere, something struck him in the head and he fell
1: backwards into the grave. Oh no! Pretty bad, huh? This is the one thing that can go wrong as a gravedigger. You fall into your own grave you just dug?
0: In all of the places in the world, you don't want to be unconscious. A grave. Because if anyone comes across that, they're like, "Fill her up."
1: Yeah, I see We're nothing wrong with this. <laughs> We're ready to go. Yeah, and like, there's a cruel irony, isn't isn't there? There, you know, that he could be spending all day uh, digging holes, and simply by falling into one, he's dug his own grave. It is pretty
0: poetic. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but I've only, you know, I haven't, I haven't been knocked out and fallen into a grave before, but I, uh, I did knock myself unconscious as a child. Uh, at a McDonald's play park. And that sounds like that sounds like I know you're going to laugh at that. I know you're all going to laugh at that. But let me explain the story because it's pretty traumatic. I was going down one of the slides and I jumped to go down the slide, banged my head on the roof, knocked myself unconscious. My limp, limp child body went down the slide into the ball pit and sank to the bottom. Yeah. And that's not funny at all. It's not because I was missing. I was missing for hours yeah. because they went to the park and they were like, we can't find the little bastard. Where is he gone? I was at the bottom of
1: the ball pit for two hours, unconscious. They were like, Ronald McDonald got him. <laughs> <laughs> Parents were like, did you just say what I think you said? No, no, no. I mean, sure, Ronald McDonald does turn up sometimes and sure, sometimes he demands a tribute. Uh, but I don't think that's what's happened to your lovely son.
0: I'm, just because it was shiny balls made of plastic, doesn't mean that it wasn't an equally traumatic experience. Something to think about. I, you, I was buried alive, essentially. Did, did you
1: have to kill Bill style, fight your way out?
0: <laughs> I had to fight all of them. Ronald, the Hamburglar, that f-ing gloop man. What is he called? Gizmo or something? I don't know.
1: I don't know any Glumpy. of them. Glumpy? You, you seem to know them all pretty well, so I
0: guess. <laughs> we actually kept in touch after this. We reminisce a lot. What's the purple guy called? Glumbo? Hey, Siri. What's the purple McDonald's character called? Oh, there's
1: absolutely no way she knows this. Grimace! Oh. Grimace, that's him, Not glumpy or grimbo. <laughs> Glumbo. Grimace
0: isn't much better, to be fair. No. You don't want to sink to the bottom of a ball pit and in the darkness see
1: Grimace's face shining down. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's how you uh, get a job at McDonald's. Is you are knocked unconscious in the ball pit <laughs> as a child, sink to the bottom in a training facility where you. Uh, are educated and grow old, and they teach you from the ground up how to be a bit like Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They teach you how right. to be the best ever line cook.
0: Yeah, you emerge as the the best ever hamburger flipper in the world. <laughs> I didn't. I had a concussion, and I couldn't speak
1: for two years, so it was a little bit different. <laughs> I was afraid of ball pits for a long time. <laughs> you couldn't speak for two years except for the words, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> I'm not loving it, mum and dad, because <laughs> you lost me.
0: I'm not loving it. Uh, back to our story. He lay on his back looking up at the world as his vision slowly faded into black. Now, thankfully, Hyder's colleagues noticed he hadn't clocked out at the end of the day and, worried he'd been injured, gathered the guys to go look for him. Hyder! Hyder! It wasn't long before the men found the fresh grave with Hyder lying at the bottom. They woke him up, dusted him off, and helped him get out of the ground. While he was conscious, he didn't look so good. They sent him home to get examined by a doctor. But Hyder knew there was nothing a doctor could do for him. You see, he hadn't just been hit by something. He felt like he was possessed.
1: Still? Still possessed. Whoa. What's that gotta feel like? I mean, we all know what it feels like to be gassy yeah. or to be nauseous. I, I feel like it's it's the, the feeling of being
0: constipated and having to poop at the same time. It's f***ing weird. It's just, you <laughs> know? You're in
1: first gear and reverse.
0: <laughs> you don't know where to go. You don't know what you need, but your tummy feels wrong. Wow, I think that's what it is. I think it feels a little bit like banging your head in a McDonald's slip and slide going straight to the bottom of a ball pit. Out of all the possessions we've ever covered, we've never covered what it actually feels like. That's a really good point. Even after a week of rest, he still wasn't feeling right. He could hardly walk in a straight line. He said that the attack had left evil inside of him. He was being haunted, tormented, and had started to consume his entire life. Eventually, Hyder's parents had no choice but to sell the family home and consult a shaman healer for help. Jesus. Damn, things must have been really bad. Yeah, if you're going straight to the shaman... And it's a good thing he did go see a shaman,
1: because Hyder believed he was possessed by a jinn. Wow, it's kind of familiar. Uh, a while back, we've definitely talked about djinn occasionally, but I don't know much about them. Yeah, and full
0: full uh disclosure here. We are going to be saying the j word a lot as we continue this podcast. J bomb. Um I think that you know some people from some backgrounds, different cultures take this very seriously and even saying the j word uh can Voldemort style. Well, no, that doesn't summon him if you say Voldemort. No. It's just kind of taboo. It's yeah, kind of taboo. Um so we will be saying it. Unfortunately, there's not really a way around it. We can't look into them extensively without saying the J-word a lot. So, uh, here is your warning. There's going to be a lot of J-bombs going forward. Now, Hyder never made a public statement about the treatment he received, but I did do a little digging to find out some of the methods that shaman healers use to deal with jinn. I've broken those down into two categories. We've got chill methods and hardcore methods. Okay,
1: so... (laughs) (laughs) This is your categorization, not some kind of ancient lore. The differences
0: are abundantly clear, (laughs) I think. Uh, to start... Let's go with the chill methods here. We've got praying, standard, just, you know, please look over this person. we got to guide them from the darkness, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Reading verses from the Holy Quran. Okay. Great. Kind of very similar to praying. Uh, Writing prayers down and sealing them inside of amulets. That's kind of neat. It's kind of cool. I wish I had more jewelry with prayers sealed inside. And then finally, the shaman wears the patient's clothes. What? The shaman... uh, wears the patient's clothes I'm not sure why unless maybe maybe the idea here is that the djinn pops out of a bush thinking he's gonna get the the victim again
1: Oh, you know and then as soon as he does
0: the shaman is like, gotcha, you little demon bastard.
1: And he takes the hood off and grabs him by the throat. Oh, you know? It's a simple bait and switch, you're saying. Poss- Quite possibly. Quite See, possibly I'm imagining at this point that the possessed individual is now naked because the shaman has taken their clothes, which seems yeah. undesirable. I don't know if he puts on the shaman's clothes. <laughs> yeah. If it's a swap. Yeah. If it's like a uh, Prince and the Pauper type type deal. This is a good... I like this, though. It's simple kind of Home Alone-style <laughs> setups. Yeah, tricks
0: and traps and just very innocent praying. Now for the hardcore methods.
1: Number one, jabbing the patient over and over again with a baton. Okay, I don't see that. how that could... Cause. You're trying to make the the, the the possessor uncomfortable and make them flee? Or beat beat the demon out of him. Simple as that.
0: Number two, very similar to one... Beat the patient severely all over the body.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: a little different there because you don't—it doesn't specifically have to be a baton; it could be a golf club
1: or wow. a baseball bat. It seems like it's got to be really important uh, which doctor you go to uh, in order to get these treatments, yeah. isn't it? Or which shaman?
0: Number three, whipping them with a cane. These are all kind of the same. <laughs> it's just different weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, slamming the patient's head against the wall. No. Number five is stabbing the patient. Wow, and people pay for this? Yeah, I
1: guess you know if you're. This is the thing. Did you if say you're, stabbing the patient. That is the last one, stabbing. If all else Imagine fails, selling your family home, <laughs> handing over all that cash, and a guy pulls a knife, says thanks very much, and shanks you i think that's a robbery you didn't pay a shaman (laughs) you got stabbed and you got rid of your
0: home i think definitely you know maybe start with a couple amulets and a couple prayers before
1: you get get to the stabbing for sure yeah that makes sense you want to start with the low stakes treatment and then work your way up to the high stakes treatment i guess you know look if you
0: believe that you are possessed by the jinn if someone is possessed by the jinn when going gets tough you gotta like mafia boss style tie the patient to the chair, hmm. put on a pair of um, knuckle dusters, and be like, "So you think you you think you belong here in that body, you little son of a bitch!" Wow. Like, you know. And even though it is the victim that are taking the blows, yeah, please you, stop hitting me. Please you, stop hitting me. Yeah, that's the gin talking. <laughs> You know, even if he says... He's on the ropes. Yeah, yeah. He, he's saying like, please stop. I'm not even possessed anymore. I have been
1: possessed for days. Oh, you little bastard, Jin. You're trying to get me to stop oh, talking do, you. Do you know what? I'm, I feel like he just left. I feel like he just left. <laughs> wow, that seat, was a great right hook. Oh! <laughs> I'm not even the guy. I'm his brother. You just grabbed me from the waiting room. Oh, I know a Jin when I see one. No, I said my name was Jim. <laughs> my name is
0: Jim. All in all, the treatment cost Hyder's family $30,000.
1: And it didn't work. You know that Shama is driving away after the beating session into a Lamborghini? Yeah. He's making uh, some good coin. off. He was extra business. careful to get the
0: legs so he couldn't be chased down <laughs> after the appointment. Uh, now, before we go any further, a lot of our listeners might be curious as to what a djinn actually is. I'll admit myself, I had very little knowledge uh, on what they were before this podcast. I thought they might be like a mix between a ghost and a demon, but somewhat contextualized within Islamic mythology. Mm. So here we are. Today's lesson is all about the jinn, so that if you come face to face with one of these little creatures, you'll know what to do. Wow, this is really practical. Yeah. Spoiler alert. The answer is run or kill (laughs) yourself, (laughs) because these little (laughs) f***ers are scary as all hell. And if they don't get you, this shaman will...
1: (laughs) It's a real catch-22. You either get got by the djinn or get got by the shaman. The cure really is worse than the, than the illness in this case. Yeah, do you
0: want to live with a djinn inside you or live with a djinn inside you with broken legs? The choice is yours. <laughs> so what is a djinn? When we talk about the djinn, basically what we're talking about, I am saying that a lot. I feel like I'm saying it excessively now. I need to. I need to slow it down a little bit because if it, if it is summoning one by name, I'm I'm really playing with fire here. Uh, what we're talking about is a supernatural creature. It's said that they're made of air and fire. And while they aren't necessarily all bad, you definitely don't want to cross one. Interesting. Jins are mentioned throughout the Quran even though they outdate the religion of Islam by over 1,500 years, which I thought was actually really interesting. It says that they are Allah's creation that inhabit a world different from our own, but they can still interact with our world.
1: I mean, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, like, because, you know, even things that are in the Bible, like, I don't think the Bible, which is only 2,000 years old or 1,000 years old, it doesn't claim that angels, when it came to exist, 1,000 years old, you know, 1,000 years ago... Um, You know, these books, these holy books, they document things that presumably existed for since the beginning of time.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, the lore didn't start when the book started.
1: But yeah, fascinating to think that uh, they go back to dinosaur times and beyond.
0: Yeah, some of these dinosaurs were pretty possessed. Let me be honest with you. Now, as I said, they inhabit a world different from our own, but they can still interact with our world. Mm. For example, just ask Hyder. They interacted with him pretty hard. Using a shovel. Another interesting note is that the djinn grow old like humans, but are thought to have much longer lifespans.
1: Wow, so they do have lifespan. This is fascinating. So they really... Right?
0: There's so much, like, interesting history here in lore that... I was so wrong when I was like, oh, it's just a different type of yeah. ghost. Or they're a they're, demon. they're yeah. not a
1: ghost. I mean, even like you say, they're made of air and fire. So they're made of material elements somehow. Yeah. They're not like ghosts, which are like just pure energy,
0: man. Whatever they are, yeah. To be honest, the world of the Jinn is immensely complex. There's so many different types. They're basically like Pokemon. Uh, so I thought today what we could do is rattle through a couple of the main forms of okay. Jin. First up on our list, we have the hin. Okay. These are enormous winged beasts made of fire that like to appear in dog form. Mm. They live underground in structured societies that date back centuries. See what I mean? We're getting very complex here. Wow, they live underground. Complete with clans, tribes, and kings. Holy There's knows. a little society of jin going a on down
1: there. Dog, king, Jin living (laughs) underground yes that's made of fire made of fire this is nuts
0: this was a bit of a weird note while hin usually marry others of their kind they have been known to choose human partners what yeah that's just a bit of the lore you can get married? You can get married to a hen, my friend. If you dig deep enough, you can find and a sexy little stuff in common, a I sexy guess.
1: little fire dog. We all know what it's like, you know, trying to date in a small town. Your time's got to be pretty small before you start digging <laughs> for gin. Next up on the list, we have the Nasnas. Now, these are considered
0: a weak type of gin. Hmm. They're thought to resemble human-animal hybrids. In some descriptions, they even appear as a half-human. Now, I'm not talking about half-human, half-something. Sure. I'm talking about a half-human. It has a half-head, half-torso, one-arm, and it hops around on one leg. Whoa, cut down the middle. Or maybe it's kind of like left-arm, right-leg, half-head. You know, it could just be a little bit from every side. Mix and match. Interesting. Like a
1: Mr. Potato Head where you've just taken off different parts. It's kind of interesting that this thing is weak because it's human. Is that the idea? Well, it's also missing half of its limbs.
0: I don't know. It's not going to help in a fight. (laughs) Nasnas in Somani folklore are believed to be able to kill a person with a single touch. I guess that's pretty OP.
1: Jesus. Yeah, if that's a weak one, I don't want to meet a strong (laughs) one. Jeez. Apparently, a
0: second of contact is long enough to render the person fleshless. What? (laughs) Holy. Which I don't really understand what that means. How can someone be rendered
1: fleshless? Oh, my God like things like it's touch is like a nuclear weapon it boils your skin alive
0: yeah so i guess you know you've got the ability to kill someone with one touch but the con is maybe you've only got one leg so it's a little harder to catch up with people
1: yeah okay yeah 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 Yeah. this is like the pros and cons this is like the texas chainsaw massacre guy in the movies He's very powerful, but he walks very slowly. Yeah, he's going But he always weird. gets to the destination, doesn't he? Yeah. So they're always running, they look behind them. He's just like, Make him a way downtown. Walk in slow. Moonlight glow, got a chainsaw. No, 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 no. matter how fast they run, he's always only two paces behind
0: though. He's like an angry turtle. I respect that a lot. Uh, this is one of my favorite type of gin, the palace. Now, these guys actually no, this isn't my favorite. These guys are f***ing weird. <laughs> The first line of this description is, they're a bit of a pervert. Oh. So, not my favorite. (laughs) And anyway, the palace creep up on people when they're sleeping and they lick the soles of their feet. Whoa. This is a vampiric djinn, and its preferred method of draining blood from somebody is licking the feet. That's gross. Yeah, I think I feel like in um, you know, in Western culture, you've got the sexy vampires, and they mm. have those te- those fangs, and they kind of seduce someone, mm. and then they, you know, bite the neck, the elegant, mm. uh, you know, glowing white neck, and they drink the blood. If you're a vampire that has to lick someone's feet in the night, I- I- I'll go hungry. I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, if you want to lick my feet, bud, good luck. Good <laughs> luck, because. It's not pretty down there.
0: I feel like I've got a couple of these vampires in my Instagram DMs. <laughs> <laughs> but I have never seen one in real life. Our next gin is where things start to get really serious. This gin is called the Shaitan. Mm-hmm. Now, this one is a little weird. Um, I got to say, I do have a picture apparently of this type of djinn physical evidence of this gin. well don't get too excited because uh it was provided by our researcher amy and i'm pretty sure i mean correct me if i'm wrong but that's just a picture of darth maul isn't it <laughs> <laughs> from the phantom menace how much are we paying this researcher <laughs> <laughs> well, they're putting in sith lords was he a jinn i don't know like i feel like they didn't really go into that much he seemed pretty more i mean he was cut in
1: half no for, look, this for is, a start this is not canon he was not a jinn
0: he but- was an alien
1: <laughs> he's absolutely an alien uh
0: the shaitan is apparently the devil himself ah which I guess, you know, Darth Maul kind of looks like the devil. He's got the horns. He's got the red face. Darth Maul was...
1: Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure the devil has a double-sided lightsaber at the very least. The, those movies, you know, we shit on them. It's fun to shit on them. But Darth Maul was some great character design. He was terrifying as a child. Yeah. Oh. You know, that was absolutely terrifying. I mean, he didn't say a word, I think, in those movies. Didn't he say like one thing or something? Do you have like a line? I'm not sure. I don't know if he did. Let me look it up real quick. All right. Yeah, he definitely talks. Does he?
0: Tatooine sparsely populated. If the trace was correct, I will find them quickly, Master. Move against the Jedi. That's him. You will then have. He's just a posh British here. guy. No way, that's him. Yeah, I take Whoa. back what I said.
1: He's just a bloke in face paint. Wow, that's
0: so disappointing. I thought, I thought he never. I guess
1: I was so young when I saw it that in my memory, like he just never spoke. Top comment, lol. I forgot he could talk. That's so weird. Second top comment, I only just realized Darth Maul has a soothing voice.
0: Yeah, mad. That's the kind of thing where, yeah, as a child, you're, you'd you be like, I love Darth Maul. It's so cool that he never speaks. And you go back and watch the movie and you're like, he has a 45-minute monologue about the Jedi and the I Force. I was very <laughs> focused on the
1: double lightsaber.
0: As a child, I liked his horns. I liked his horns and I liked his red face. I actually double times two fast forward through his monologue about the imbalance of the galaxy.
1: Yeah, during his monologue, <laughs> I just make the lightsaber noises with my mouth. <laughs> All right, next up on our list of djinn is the Sheik. Mm. This
0: is one of the lowest classes of djinn. Apparently, they appear partially formed and are monstrously hideous. I've got a picture of this little guy as well. I need to show you it because I feel like I'm on drugs when I look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this ancient Pokemon card. (laughs) Whoa. It really is. This, oh my god! It's amazing. It's like if an orange sprouted arms and legs.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very <laughs> imp-like and vegetal. It looks like a little tree root just popped up and started running around with a face. It looks like it could be powerful, but it's small enough that
0: I could drop kick it 50 yards down a football field. And that brings us to the final and most terrifying type of gin. The ghoul. Mm. This thing is the creepiest djinn of them all. The very same type of djinn that Hyder believes attacked him in the graveyard. This ghoul is like a ghost. Like a creature that is truly evil. Its favorite food are travelers, children, and corpses. Dear God. That's why you're likely to find them near a graveyard. Ah, of course. It's like an all-you-can-eat buffet. People are just... Well, piling in either bodies either that or it. an
1: airport if he loves travelers yeah that's true yeah the ghoul is just dressed up in a tsa uniform he's like yeah separate uh security fast lane for security over <laughs> yeah. here i don't see any any doorway yeah it's through here we are now boarding uh travelers
0: children and corpses
1: <laughs> i just couldn't believe these airfares are just so
0: cheap If you are somebody who loves all things spooky then Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma, I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast and every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday I release a mini episode which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners and every Sunday we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life stories wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important
1: that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now
0: But is a brief history lesson about the djinn combined with Hyder's story enough to actually believe that some type of djinn attacked him that day? Mm. Luckily, Hyder's testimony isn't the only one that we have.
1: I bet. You said these things like 5,000 years old.
0: Yeah, they've been
1: around for uh, quite a while. And we got testimonies from a lot of gravediggers, all right? (laughs) Unfortunately, corpses don't tell stories. Children are unreliable, so we got to rely on the gravediggers.
0: One day... Gravedigger Murtaza Jwad Sebi was working in the same graveyard Haider was attacked. Someone in the community had recently passed away, and Murtaza was tasked with digging the grave after the ceremony. So he dug throughout the day, and that night, the body, wrapped in a tight sheet, was lowered into the ground. Once it was rested at the bottom, Murtaza bent over to grab his shovel and leave. But as he bent down, The arm of the corpse slapped him across the face. No. In an interview, he said, It happened at night while I was working down in the grave to put a dead woman in her tomb. When I bent down, her hand slapped my face so fiercely that I was left petrified.
1: Whoa. I mean, that's as hardcore as evidence gets, really. You got the bruise and the red face to prove it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not just a metaphor when evidence is so strong that it slaps you in the (laughs) face. He was slapped in the face by a ghoul. Now, as I said, the body was tightly wrapped in a sheet. Murtaza had no idea how it could have moved, even if it was alive, and he didn't wait to find out. The body was quickly buried, and he left the graveyard immediately. However, this was only the beginning Following this incident, he spent five years in a deep depression and eventually had to have psychiatric therapy at a hospital in Beirut. Very glad he went to the hospital and not the shaman.
1: Yeah, you got to swallow your pride and go to the hospital, even if it is culturally looked down upon. I feel
0: like hospitals prescribing beatings, uh, (laughs) very
1: low track record. They do not stay open long.
0: Usually you get medicine or you get a doctor or a psychiatrist to help you with your problems, not in the form of,
1: Aggravated assault. Certainly whenever uh, people talk about modern medicine, you know, before modern medicine, I always picture, you know, folk medicine and, you know, Chinese um, herbal medicine and things like that. What I don't picture is, yeah, doctors beating the shit out of you. Doctors looking like UFC fighters.
0: Yeah. we
1: <laughs> Putting you in a chokehold because you've got the flu.
0: We kind of always skip past that um, that period in medicinal history, you know, where it's maybe like, spells and sorcery yeah then maybe upping it to uh, more witch doctors where they put cocaine in your blood and tell you to read the bible we missed a whole section where it's just oh we'll get the demon out of you <laughs> one way or another we're gonna beat it out of you
1: yeah you know sometimes we get accused of uh shitting on people in the past and in past history mm-hmm. to be clear you know I think, you know, we've, we've talked about, if anything, we think people 5,000 years ago were smarter than now. They had py- pyramids and uh, ancient um, technologies. Um, it's the Dark Ages that we're really ragging on. yeah, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. things were good for a while, and then they started the beatings and the magic spells.
0: What do we build now? Websites? We used to build pyramids.
1: We used to build <laughs> castles, all right? What did podcast ads used to be in the 4,000 BC? It was like, hey, <laughs> if you're planning on building a pyramid, hire triangle space where you can, uh, with their simple drag and drop tools, you can create a pyramid in no time. Not drag
0: and drop like in a winged beast will drop <laughs> the bricks at the, the location required. Um, drag yep. and drop as in the slaves will drag the,
1: the <laughs> blocks there and then drop dead whereas yeah now what are we making a tumbler? what would we be what would we have been in the olden days i'm starting like to think shaman shaman <laughs> it's, it's a scam artist with a, <laughs> a scam artist with expensive taste and an eye for the paranormal
0: we'd be those cowboy snake oil salesmen <laughs> that go town to town selling bottles of mud <laughs> to the clear original, your erectile dysfunction The original podcasters
1: yes <laughs> And then as soon as people come wise to us, uh, we've moved. We're on to the next town. Yeah, we've we've shaved our mustache into a slightly different style of mustache and are thus unrecognizable to the locals. <laughs> we also have another
0: story from the exact same graveyard. Hani Abu Jinnayn actually lives in the cemetery as well as working there. Oh, come on. He said, I saw it at night, jumping from grave to grave, feeding on the freshly buried bodies. It can successively resemble a big worm, a little child, and a cat dressed in a large fur coat. (laughs) What? I don't know. I hadn't actually read this bit before I said it. (laughs) A cat dressed in a large fur coat? (laughs) It's so specific. That's that's like a f***ing Disney
1: cartoon. Like Robin Hood with a bow and arrow. He's a fox. Just say you were tripping. Like It it made me tripping. (laughs) If you're gonna... Although this is... Here, this
0: is the thing. This must have been a real-life paranormal experience because no one would say that they saw a cat in a fur coat jumping from grave to grave. That's true. No one would ever say that. I'd rather say I didn't see anything.
1: Yeah, it's not credible, is it?
0: That's like if I was walking in a graveyard late at night and I saw a f-ing dog walking in a pair of Yeezys and he leaned over to me and went, Shh! I'd be like, no problem, brother. You couldn't pay me to talk about this. <laughs> I'm not going to tell. And if I
1: do tell someone, I'm going to leave out the Yeezys. <laughs> I'm just going to say I saw a dog. Because this is f***ed. <laughs> why are you here? Whose shoes are those? <laughs> I'm just going to assume that I'm mentally ill. Right. I'm not going to assume it happened. Now, you might say, uh, you know, why would? Why
0: are there still gravediggers? If this many of them have seen paranormal Activity in this grave—if they've experienced it, if they've lived it, if some of them have been clobbered over the head—why would they even eventually return to grave digging? Well, apparently, it is a job passed down through the generations, hmm. and a lot of people feel that it's their duty to
1: continue the family's legacy. Well, that's beautiful. And for God's sake, someone has to do it. Like I have sympathy. This isn't like a, a froyo place opened up and gin kept showing up. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love froyo. Uh, I'd be like close on the Froreal place, get a different business. That's fine, but you know, sadly, someone's got to dig these graves and and put these bodies to rest. So I feel like this isn't going to go away. I've,
0: the only experiences I really have with uh, grave diggers is um, Dampe, or Dante, the character from The Legend of Zelda, who mm. is you know the grave digger in in that that series, that video game series. And I think every time you meet him within five minutes, you're underground. <laughs> Chasing ghosts yeah. as he floats through the air. I think. I think, think he's. A <laughs> ghost. He might be he's a like ghost a
1: djinn or a ghost or something.
0: I feel like uh, you know it's a, it's an occupational hazard. If you if you are working as a grave digger, there is a high risk that you're going to be involved in the paranormal. Absolutely, it's miraculous that. To be fair, maybe it's because I haven't done as much research on it. But I wonder if all of the professions that are so closely involved in the passing of a human. Have a lot of interactions with the paranormal, yeah. You know, embalmers—is that still a thing? Do they embalm people? C- Cremat cremators? Uh, no, not cremators. Yeah, cremators—is <laughs> that the name of
1: you if you are it's a, a? It's like a minotaur, <laughs> but for cream. <laughs> if you if you are to what is the cremate yes. someone? Uh it's if a, you're a creamer. If you worked as a creamer at the creamery, it's a great uh, point. You know. Back in the day, as we've talked about in ancient times, these things were far more ceremonial and done with reverence and spirituality entwined with it, whereas we've made things, you know, for better and worse in modern society, much more secular. And these things are a very mundane kind of civil job. It's a bit like, you know, being, I don't know, working in a government office or, you know, whatever. Uh, It's just something people have to do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there should be a kind of spiritual, metaphysical, paranormal side, shouldn't there?
0: There really should. I think at the very least, all of these occupations should work closely with a paranormal investigator who can handle these types of situations. You know, a gravedigger shouldn't be left alone without a paranormal investigator on side with a loaded gun bullets dipped in holy water, ready to take something. It's like a bodyguard. Yeah,
1: tries to slap him again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you need someone there to block the blow, counter it, twist the wrist of the jinn, and force it back into the grave. I also might be, you know, maybe this is also more of a Western thing, but I didn't realize grave digging uh, was still done by people.
1: I would have thought that would be um, like a digger. Yeah, I mean, even if it was modernized in this part of the world, I mean, there's always going to be parts of the world where there's just too many people and you know, not yeah. enough technology and stuff.
0: Well, I mean, if you see, I should have, this is uh, bad on me for not bringing it. If you see a picture of this graveyard, it is a city. It is so huge. <sighs> a necropolis,
1: is, if you will.
0: You you wouldn't be able to get a digger in there. Because if yeah. someone's buried in the middle of the lot, you're going to bulldoze over hundreds of graves just
1: to get the digger there. It is, it is something I didn't really ever think about. Because we grew up in a small town it's not really an issue. If you die, you can fairly readily get, find somewhere to get buried. Yeah. I didn't think for a second until I heard maybe it was about, you know, going to visit Japan or something. Um, I think in Japan, it's illegal basically to be buried. Oh, maybe, maybe there's wait, certain, what? Maybe there's certain circumstances. But if you think about it, greater Tokyo, 40 million people living on top of each other you know, more than four times the population of London, there's absolutely no chance you can bury a single person. That is a really good point, yeah. So by law, they have to be, uh, bodies have to be cremated. Creamed. And so, you know, I think there's a ton of places in the world where that is the case. Um, But countries like this and other places, they're still hanging on to burial, Um, you know, that's cool. It comes with a lot of culture and a lot of baggage and things that people have to do.
0: Yeah, I think this site in particular is quite popular because uh, it is the it's quite a, a holy site. Yeah, there's some history yes. there where I think maybe like a saint or someone from the Quran is allegedly buried mm. on that location. So people naturally want to be buried quite nearby. Yes, but it makes sense. It makes sense. I obviously I've said this before. I um I want to be launched into space on a rocket. Yeah, and uh, preferably still alive. I'm not talking about when I die. I'm just talking about something that I want to do with my life. Maybe have some beer on the rocket. Some Doritos, preferably Chili Heat Wave or Cool Original. That's pretty good as well.
1: But to be clear, you want to come
0: back? I want to come back and be cremated, yes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That was just a fun little... That
0: was just a trip beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to want to cremate me almost immediately because I'm... (laughs) I'm very radioactive and I'm covered in alien germs. Okay, we might leave you in space.
1: (laughs) No, that's not fair. (laughs) You get beer all over the control panel of the rocket. It (laughs) crashes immediately. (laughs) I'm cremated in the atmospheric
0: explosion that takes place when I try and land it with zero training. (laughs) So that pretty much concludes our investigation today into the world of Jin. Uh, That case had been a long time coming. We'd had more people than I can even mention email in uh to recommend that we, we uh investigate the world of jinn. And uh yes, we did it in a very uh specific way, looking at the world's largest graveyard. Mm-hmm. But I think that was a great way to focus our investigation. Um and today, you know, our conclusion isn't whether or not jinn are real, but let's say it's whether or not we believe a jinn clobbered hider over the head <laughs> in the cemetery.
1: Yeah, this feels like we're opening up a whole kettle of fish, as we discussed, almost a class alongside ghosts and demons. Um, so I would not be surprised if jin stories um, came up in the coming months. Yeah.
0: So what are your thoughts, Kim?
1: Jeez. You know, I feel really uh, torn, Rory, because on the one hand, this is a reputable guy. He's, you know, these are... Guys doing a hard day's work. They are doing a hard day's work, so actually maybe treat them with a little bit of respect. When was the last
0: time you dug a hole in the
1: hot sun, my friend? Well, I feel if you attack me in this way, I'll be unable to come to any kind of conclusion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: I I got a little hot there
1: because I don't think you dig holes either.
0: You didn't even say a conclusion, and already I I was jumping to conclusions just there by attacking you. you. You So I apologize. Sure, I will restrain myself and And I will will be respectful. I promise that. much. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And I think they do a great job, and yes, and they work They work goddamn
0: hard for poor pay under very difficult conditions. This is what you are
1: going to say next, I believe. And so I do trust, you know, for the most part, that Who they doesn't? believe what they what they say they saw, and exactly. at the same time,
0: at the same time, they're
1: very tired and it's very hot. You're and, right,
0: because it's a painstaking job
1: and unappreciated. Is it possible that someone could, I don't know, a branch could fall off a damn tree and hit him in the head and he falls backwards or God forbid he just passes out from sheer exhaustion from working in the heat that uh, he just falls into this hole in the first place and then maybe imagines that he was hit by a a djinn? I don't know. But without that physical evidence, it's kind of hard to, to draw some conclusions. But what do you think, Roy? Yeah, it's all pretty, I mean, look, it's pretty
0: weird to be clobbered over the head in a grave. These are all things that should, should never happen to anyone. I and mean, it's very easy for me to say because I haven't been clobbered yet. <laughs> <laughs> if you get, I mean, it's a miracle he is alive. If you get clobbered over the head and you're, you've already dug your grave, <laughs> there's a good reason to believe you will be buried in it. Yes. Um, but he did survive. And from the symptoms that he suffered from that moment onward, I mean, from the description of the story, a lot of it was, as I said, not feeling right, depression, depression, um, you know, feeling down, feeling like you're cursed. You know, those are all real things that people suffer with every day, whether or not they've been beaten over the head.
1: (laughs) Well, particularly when they've been beaten over the head. I mean, it's It's not going to... It's famous. People who get uh, TBIs, you know, like football players and stuff. They have enormous issues after the fact. Mental health issues. Yeah, depression and everything for years. And for him to then go to the shaman...
0: And none of those treatments to work. Mm. I mean, let's say, for example, that the shaman can evict jinns from a human body. If they say the treatment didn't work, wouldn't that mean... That there was no gin. I like it using the shaman's logic against him. Exactly, exactly. I think uh look, let's not dance around it too much. I think this week, uh, with Hyder's story. Unfortunately, we're just missing we're just missing that piece of the puzzle for me to come down and uh fully say, Yes, he was attacked by a djinn that day in the graveyard. Agreed. Well, thank you very much anyway for listening to this paranormal life. Even though it was a double no this week, we're in a bit of a drought for uh for yeses we need to get one in the in the in the barrel of the gun real soon. I feel like it's been a while since we've had a double yes. yeah
1: I mean not for lack of trying. I seem to remember there's been a couple of uh judgments Rory has abstained from. I mean obviously last
0: week I said that uh if I won the lottery it would prove that psychic abilities are possible and that would be a double yes um, unfortunately, um, I regret to inform you our commune listeners I did not win the lottery i bought many tickets i actually lost a fair bit of money on tickets because i was so confident i was going to win um so uh if you actually i know it's it, it's uh it's a little rude to plug the patreon so hard at the end of an episode but we're really going to need you to ramp up the uh, the contributions this well it's very
1: kind of you roy because you you might remember last week you did sign over the patreon legally to me and well i think uh, I it's think actually I, been really a <laughs> hat trick week for me because not only did you sign it over to me yeah. you also uh conceded some bullshit about not winning the lottery and that meaning it, it that didn't make any sense on the actual verdict of the case and you might remember signing over this check right, right here i didn't know that you for kept half that. a million yeah well i signed it and i said wait till the end of the month to cash it oh oh and well i've been very kind to wait to see the result just because i wanted to see okay the Look on your face when you lost. All right. Now, granted, I did just get a little bit of juice on the check, so I'm going to dry it by the open window here. Um, but I can't hey. wait to catch. Oh, oh, oh the f- a gust of wind. I can't f- believe, bro. I mean, you haven't scratched all the scratch cards yet. Could you maybe write me another? I scratched all the scratch
0: cars and they're all zero. And in fact, folks, we need you to up your pledges, not just to get me out of the financial hole that I've dug myself in like a grave digger. I'm going to need it because I need your money to, that's right, buy more lottery tickets because I really feel like I've got a chance at this thing. I've worked it out, right? It's like a Rubik's cube. If you buy more tickets, you get more wins.
1: Okay, I hear that. And Do you understand? I'll tell Think you about what. it like this. Think I'm about it like this. I'm willing to put in five pounds towards your plan to buy more tickets in exchange for another check for $500,000. Not going to happen. Which,
0: if you win, would be nothing. I already said not going to happen. So it's not it's not going to happen, is it, buddy?
1: 10 pounds for a quarter million. Deal. I, I can't wait the, to I, see the I, look on your face. I need that money. I haven't given you the money yet. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, we could do this as a commune, you know? Everyone chips in five bucks. Is this, is this a pyramid scheme? <laughs> I think this is actually what a pyramid scheme is. This is
1: whenever you're paying tax in the commune, <laughs> it doesn't go towards <laughs> roads or healthcare, it's you simply got- a giant. <laughs> lottery pot it goes to lottery tickets and guess who gets the the payout if we win by the way if we win it'll be
0: enough to buy us a helicopter to get the <laughs> out of here because the electric city what was it called the to- toy town whatever <laughs> this desert place was called <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's episode of this paranormal life Um, we are not in any financial trouble immediately, um, until someone finds the check that, uh, was, was
1: lost. I gotta be honest. I think I saw a squirrel take that thing and bury it for winter. (laughs) That is great. That's good to hear. Um, uh, if you do want to support the podcast,
0: head on over to patreon.com. If you have run out of paranormal podcasts and you want more episodes of this paranormal life, that's the place to find them folks. We've got 40 plus episodes over there um, where as soon as you subscribe as soon as you join the Patreon you get access to all of them immediately. We also have merchandise which you should check out if you want some
1: paranormal swag. Thank you for joining us for this investigation into the gin. Thank you so much to Cami Toman for editing this episode and to Amy Grisdale for researching it. And as always we will be back next Tuesday with a brand new Paranormal Tale! tale!